0: Welcome to episode 17 of the Intentional Cell. I'm your host, Katie Levin, and I'm here to reach out to teachers of alls, both classroom and those with a Cell degree, to empower you to live an easier, more purposeful life so you can grow and develop young minds without getting overwhelmed. So today's episode focuses on the ENL teacher as a teacher of language. So whether you're a classroom teacher or those with a Cell degree, Um, You are a teacher um, to teach language acquisition. So what materials do I use? How do I integrate them for various resources? What do I focus on? And most importantly, how do I keep it all organized so that my life is easier later on? Let's listen. Have you ever worked across multiple districts? Or multiple buildings, multiple locations. I was in a training class one time. And I heard about a person, an ENL teacher, who had 22 different co-teachers. 22. Wow. How do you create effective instruction that way? and the most I've ever had is five buildings a day and in one day seven different co-teachers I think it might have been up to nine if I had you know the 20-minute classes for commanding kids Um, but it's, it's I don't know if you've ever heard this saying Once you have four kids, like you can have any number of kids, like it's the same thing. You just, you know, follow the routine. Well, the same is true with four buildings. When I went up to four buildings, it didn't matter when I added the fifth. It was like, you know, if I can handle four, I can handle however many I have because it's It's very much like the magic question I was reading about in Kendra Adachi's work, Um, The Lazy Genius. She says, what can I do now to make my life easier later? And by thinking about how you set yourself up for success in one district and then just taking it and applying it, it. In a different district or in a different building um, you know whatever your situation is that's that's what's going to make you successful because um, that's why I think ESL teaching in New York State we're certified K through 12 is because the the focus on what we do is on language acquisition and they want us to do it in the context of that grade level curriculum either reading, um, math, um, science, or social studies. And there's a reason why that we're supposed to be integrated into the curriculum because everything we're supposed to be doing is based on the content because learning in context is the most effective way to learn a language, learning it by using it. Alright, and anyone who's learned a foreign language knows that, you know, you're put to the real test when you have to use the language in the culture and make it happen. So what can you do now to make it easier later on? You can really pay attention to what you're learning in one situation and apply it to another. Um, You know, learn that language ahead of time and then see how it applies. And and students who have a strong proficiency in their home language have already acquired the skills of how to use it in different contexts in their home language. And now we're just encouraging them to apply um, those same strategies to another language. Um, so so, what the student did in their home language um, matters, okay? They, what they're encouraging them to talk in their home language, encouraging them to um, you know, read and write in their home language and interact in the community in their home language. All of those skills matter because it's those same skills that apply to a, um, a second, a third, a fourth, whatever number language it might be. It's funny, when I lived in Argentina, my house mom said something to me one day and it really stuck with me. She said, you know, Katie, I never understood why you spoke Spanish so much faster than all the other kids that came over here until I heard you speak English. And man, do you speak English fast, so it's non- no wonder that you also speak Spanish fast. And, you know, I was like, that makes a lot of sense, Anna. You know, the skills that we use, the intonation that we use from one language, transfers over to the next. And honestly, it's funny because it also transfers back. So like sometimes you'll find me where I can't think of the word in English, but all I can think of the word is in in Spanish. Like if I have the ganas to do something, the desire to do something, but like, I don't know, there's something about the word ganas like that really encapsulates how much of a feeling do I really want to or do I not want to do something. And you know there's just some some words that like the feeling of them you can't really translate especially after living in another country um and that's why i love what i do the nuances the the creativity um everything like that but so let's take this magic question that i'm reading about what can i do now to make life easier later and so how do I do that across multiple buildings right now I'm primarily focused in one building but I do have to step out for 75 minutes to a different building to provide instruction um, to a student based on um, a lot of circumstances out of our control and so I always have a bag prepped I have a go bag (laughs) You know like they talk about when you're pregnant well I have one that's always packed with materials Um, my student file on that student in that building I go to um, is in that backpack I have manipulatives in there and I keep it packed at all times so like if I get caught up in something else I just grab and go and I'm all set Um, so that's one way I make my life easier later is by having that bag set up automatically Um, When I'm using my materials, I try to stick to, like, one class is using certain materials, um, in a certain location, so that way I can leave the materials there, which has been a struggle this year for me because I have a fourth grader and a second grader who are both reading at, like, a B-C level. Um, with my ERLA materials, it's been tricky, um, because I've been dipping into the yellow books a little bit for practice, because um, I only have the instructional materials, and um, I don't have a ton of like free read books, but I also have plenty of other free read books. Um, so I, so I'm been testing the waters with leaving my ERLO materials in the different pods in the building for the different grade level students with just a label on it that says you know mrs levin's materials so that way um if someone goes and's like what is this you know i don't think anyone would get rid of it but they might move it on me which you know who wants a you know you know a little hide and go seek in the middle of your day at me. Um, So, you know, what materials do I use? Yes, I've talked about the Urla. Um, One of my favorite ones to have packed is my uh, Words Their Way stuff. And, you know, I start right at the short bowels and getting kids um, used to the short bowel patterning. And it's funny because I I actually like synthesize my materials if that makes sense so I integrate them so I have these um phonics reading books that um, go with the words their way stuff I have some stuff from uh, what's that Raz kids plus um, that follow the same patterns to go to decodable text and then I have some extra decodable text that were getting thrown out by a district along the way um, that I can I blend all those the instruction together so that way the student can um, have free read books. They can read independently without me. They can um, read decodable text with me. They practice the word sorts and I make sure I add in the pictures if it's one that doesn't already have pictures. Um, And all of this is with the goal of exposing them to a huge amount of vocabulary, um, within a grammatical structure so that, and we talk about it, we, um, write about it, we use it in our, our, you know, for multiple purposes. Um, I, we always are getting the word, we're trying to get the words out of context in each of those different ways to see how they can be used in different ways, um, because what do they say? The research shows seven exposures to a word before you can acquire it, and that's what we're trying to do: is just expose them all um, to all these different things. Um, so it's interesting because you know I also love a lot of research if you haven't figured that out um so if you are interested in research um we're starting a new class on wednesday which doesn't give you a ton of time to register i know sorry but um let me know and we'll get you in on the advanced literacy briefs from nice okay how do we take what we're doing in literacy skills and like amp it up for esl and so um there's a series of briefs. Allowing you to think about the different aspects of what do English language learners need, and it, it um it can fit at any grade level. I I don't see the best fit being like K through two, just to because some of the applications um, are a little more challenging. But I've had kindergarten teachers in the class, and they they you know we we find ways to make it apply to make it fit. Um, you know this is actually. A class that I've taught in the past through the Teacher Center and this time I'm teaching it through the Arburn Um, so we have it all all formatted all ready to go and then for the spring I've been um, thinking about adding on how can I add on ways to actually turn what we're learning into good habits and so um, I've been reading about atomic habits with James Clear I believe if I'm not Putting the wrong author to the wrong book which I wouldn't put past myself to do so my apologies I'll, I'll make a correction in the notes if I mess that one up but just on his um, laws of how to make good habits and how to break good habits and so for uh, the winter or spring semester we're gonna be um, incorporating more of that along the way as well so um, I know I digressed a lot but this big idea of what can I do now to make life easier later on is have my materials prepped all right if I have somehow like somewhere in my day I have a whole group that ends up being absent or sick I use that time to make sure I'm prepping for the next couple days every morning I go through my materials I make sure I'm up to date as soon as I finish using something I um, with a kid, I put it back, I file it back away, and I grab the next one, so I always have one to go, so i don't show up to teach a kid and have nothing to work with them on um, and Even if that did happen, obviously, um even just yesterday we went oops we went back and uh we wrote, following the model in the text and um because. Good writers are also good readers and they model, they use what they have in front of them. So, how else can I um, do something now to make my life easier later? I'm going to actually have students write um, using the um, author's craft that we're focused on in the writing. Um, in my second grade, I'll, I'll, we've been noticing a lot of like how they would say he ran and ran where they repeat the verbs you know in an effort to notice that it went on and on and um you know it's funny because you do you still see this at the fourth grade level with with text when the author writes you know when things are repeated we need to notice it um is one thing i always tell the kids and obviously that's applying to multiple situations and that's why kids who go through the esl program are do better on state tests overall because they've learned how to take um one concept and apply it to multiple areas. Um, And so I try to teach them how everything we can do can be used in different ways and, you know, models for our writing and everything else. So I hope you see today how all this stuff fits together and, um, gives you an opportunity to think deeply about, you know, how do you incorporate language? Um, it's, been a little bit of a discussion at work uh, myself and my coworker, because she's like you're not the reading specialist no I'm not the reading specialist but you know what ESL we we read to focus on the language okay we um, write to focus on the language acquisition like it's that comprehensible output that comprehensible input um, of language acquisition and we do it in communicative ways so there's our um, you know our cooperative learning um, because the the research that shows how beneficial that is for students. I'm everything I'm trying to do is um, evidence based or at a minimum research based that it's it's proven by the research and then um, holds clear. And so everything I try to share out with you guys is also um, I I I try to make sure I've seen the evidence of it in my own classroom and. My goodness if you have a newcomer starting with the words their way um, the at and sort is where I start with the pictures and then I made my own word card so they can see and they can connect the word with the picture you know at the one word level because that's where you need to start with newcomers is at the one word level and that's 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 where we start And that's where we go. And I just encourage, 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 encourage them. Look at how smart you are. Look at how much you're doing. Look at how you're applying this habit. Way to go with using this. Okay, notice how I'm not just saying good job, good job, good job. I'm giving specific feedback um, in my compliments. So again, being most effective at what I'm doing now so that way the kids know later on what skills can be applied to various situations, what skills are setting them up for success. Thanks for listening.